Hello and welcome to a very special Meta Beta Gaming Solo Sunday News. That's right, sadly I completely forgot about Saturday's news because I was too busy playing Marvel Spider-Man on PC. Awesome game, you guys should check it out. But yeah, so uh, this is the Solo Sunday News where I go over the most craziest and talked about gaming stories from this past week. So that way you guys don't have to sift through all the internet crap to, to do so. So, we got some pretty controversial topics to cover, so let's get started. Uh, let's start off with Sonic Omens. Yes, the fan-made Sonic game. Um, there has been some crazy controversy about this fan-made game because of all the behind-the-scenes politics. That's right, a document was released called The Outback of Ouroboros. Uh, I believe that's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 term. So there's already more copyright strikes against this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this all started um, way, way back. This game has been attacked by the creators of Sonic X, Sonic Adventures, and just about every single Sonic game out there uh, due to... Um, a lot of things, actually. A lot of um, behind-the-scenes things, sexual harassment, child exploitation, all this not-so-wonderful things that sadly has been too common in the gaming world. What happened to the good old days of just playing video games and enjoying them? But we are in hard times. Um, Sonic Omen's Twitter account painted a much darker story of this whole entire thing with Ouroboros Studios. Apparently, the document alleged the team's harassment to anyone that felt sorry about the game, replaced voice actors that never got paid, and replaced them without warning. Um, everything behind a paywall, explicitly using Patreon as a way to force people to give them money for any type of downloads that were originally supposed to be free. Um, Copyrighted materials, cop co copyrighted audio scores, and of course the sexualization of one of their characters, Mary, which is a 12-year-old girl. Screenshots of their Twitter feed revealed that the developer admitted to finishing the project out of spite and not for the love. Wow. Um, the larger allegations, uh, obviously, is the Patreon... And the fact that they're running ads on Game Jolt, which means that the, the team is making money off of this game. Now, let's be real. This is supposed to be a fan-made game. So this is unofficial. This is an unofficial Sonic game. This is 100% made by fans. And they are using copyrighted material, trademark and copyrighted material. Obviously, they're using Sonic. Sonic is trademarked and copyrighted by by Sega as well as Nintendo. So there we're already in a gray area. And dealing with Sega and Nintendo. They do not take kindly to fan made projects. Look of all the DMCAs that they took out for all the Pokemon games. So they don't take too kindly for people using their work. And you know it's usually a gray area. Because as long as you don't financially profit from these games. They kind of let you do it and... 
they'll just send you like a DMCA to not release it public or stuff like that. They don't normally take you to court unless you're actively making money for it. But apparently these guys are pushing the envelope because they were making money off of this through Patreon as well as advertisements on Game Jolt. Uh, it goes further because allegedly the composer stole game music from the video game Cars 2. Wow. Wow. They really going all out. And of course, the one that got the biggest talk, which is why this game got so publicly talked about these last few days, is the character Maria who is a 12-year-old girl, and apparently somebody zoomed in a little bit and noted that there were words printed on her underwear. Why is a 12-year-old character wearing underwear in a video game? You know, like showing that type of underwear. But apparently the words spelled bad girl printed on her underwear. Yeah. This studio sounds very good. Uh, why do people never learn? These people never learn. But yeah, so um, of course this is child ex child sexualization, child exploitation. Even though this is a fictional char character, uh, the document has a whole list of allegations uh, against Auroboro Studios, and pretty much that. Uh, this studio is not a great studio at all. Um, Ouroboros Studios hasn't made any type of response and stuff like that. And they probably will never do because anything they say will probably just <laughs> make matters worse because of just all these allegations. Yeah. Uh, moving along to another controversial topic. Good lord, the controversies just keep on coming, people. Controversies keep on coming. This is from VGC News. Yep, video game centric news. Uh, they have reported. Um, this was about four days ago. They reported that Microsoft is accusing Sony of paying developers to block Game Pass. Wow. Yep, the official allegation is Sony Sony is trying to inhibit growth of Microsoft Xbox Game Pass by forcing developers to basically sign a contract that forces them to not put games on game to not put games on Game Pass. Wow. Yeah, this sounds like Sony. Oh yeah, this sounds like Sony a lot. For a lot of you guys that don't remember, um, uh, this is con this was common practice at least back in the old days. This was common practice. Um, it really came head to head when the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty, because that's when online gaming really took off. I mean, it started with the Xbox, um, but it really propelled everything in the Three Sixty and PlayStation Three era. Um, especially with Call of Duty, uh, Microsoft filed a contract with Activision and Blizzard and stuff like that, where content will arrive first on Xbox 360 and then like a month later or, or a year later or something like that. 
it would be over on PlayStation 3. And of course, Sony has purchased studios in the past to basically make them exclusive to the Sony PlayStation brand. Sony PlayStation is known for exclusivity. They do not like to bring anything over to other platforms and stuff like that. They're being a little bit more lenient because they're releasing some games on PC. But in terms of keeping it as exclusive as possible, they will do whatever they can to keep a game on their platform for as long as legally possible. Well, um, apparently, as part of a document that Microsoft sent to Brazil's Administration Council for Economic Defense, uh, Katie, C-A-D-E uh, for short, uh, to, to, to justify the proposal of acquisition of Activision Blizzard, uh, the Xbox firm claimed that Sony actively attempts to inhibit growth of Game Pass by trying to prevent content appearing on it. Uh, the comments are part of Microsoft's response to Sony claims to the Brazilian body, which makes much of its response public that Xbox acquiring Call of Duty will be anti-competitive. So Sony is claiming that Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard will basically, you know, it will not be competitive. It will be anti-competitive and anti-consumer. <laughs> Speaking of Sony. Oh, that's so, that's so like Sony. So Microsoft responded with, considering that exclusivity strategies have been at the core of Sony's strategy to strengthen its presence in the gaming industry. And that Sony is a leader in the distribution of digital games. Sony's concern with possible exclusivity of Activision's content is incoherent, to say the least, Microsoft claims in the documents published by Katie. Which is sort of true. I mean, Sony's whole deal is exclusivity. Like, that's been their whole stick since PlayStation 2. You know, you can only find games on Sony's platform. You know, if you want to play this specific game, you have to own a PlayStation console. That's Sony's whole stick. Uh, Microsoft has gone even further and says it only reveals, once again, a fear about an innovative business model that offers high-quality content at low cost to gamers, threatening a leadership that has been forged from a device-centric and exclusivity force strategy over the years. Once again... They're not wrong. They're not wrong about it. I mean, if you look at Xbox Game Pass, um, some of the games they do have on their Game Pass, not all of them, some of them are high quality. Some of them are AAA titles that still cost over $60 today. Now, if you pay Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, that's $15 a month. It will take, five, it will take you having Xbox game pass for five months to equal the cost of one game so if you're just going to pay xbox game pass for one month just to play one game you're saving yourself 35 to 45 dollars if if that game costs 50 to 65 dollars you know you're still saving it'll still cost you like four months of xbox game pass so yeah to a certain extent yes xbox game pass can be a viable option for gamers that are you know, low income because you're paying monthly, but 
you know, if you beat that game and cancel your Xbox Game Pass subscription before the four to five months, you know, you know, is up, you're only paying like thirty-five to forty-five dollars. So obviously, the document has heavy redactions, so they couldn't really go in depth. But basically, the nutshell of this article is basically saying Microsoft is saying that Sony does not want active subscription services to threaten its dominance in the digital distribution market for console gamers. In other words, Sony doesn't want any competition that threatens their hold on the gaming market, basically. Last month, Sony, as well as Bandai Namco and Ubisoft, submitted their opinions about the pending acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. And there were mostly negatives, but these companies are also under Sony's pockets, so I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it at all. So our next topic is a bit of a lighthearted one. So this is THQ Nordic. They just had a showcase and they've revealed some awesome projects. That's right. They revealed a remake of Alone in the Dark. That was an awesome trailer. Um they revealed AEW's Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling's newest video game, Fight Forever, which is AEW's first ever wrestling video game since the company was created back in 2019. Uh, Recreation, a racing game from the creators of Burnout and Need for Speed. They teased a new South Park game. And they also showcased a remake of the first ever Gothic game. Now there's still a lot to show off, and THQ Nordic hasn't even reported on on half of the stuff that they're working on, because they're still working on a lot of other games that are still kept, I guess, under wraps. So, uh, yeah. So a lot of good things for coming from THQ Nordic. Um, of course, they're famous for their de- Destroy All Humans, which is another great franchise that you guys should also talk about. Um, our next news is Fortnite. I haven't done a Fortnite-centric video in, wow, forever. But uh, apparently, their next big crossover event is going to be Fortnite and Dragon Ball. That's right. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, Dragon, what the Dragon? Dragon Ball Z. Yes, Dragon Ball Z and Fortnite. Um, yeah, apparently it will begin August 16th, so that's Tuesday. It'll apparently start Tuesday. The tweet features an image of Shenrong, the eternal dragon of Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball franchise. But it hasn't revealed anything about this crossover, only the photo of Shenron. Um Leaks have pointed out that Goku, Vegeta, Beerus, and Bulma will be the ones leading the way. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Goku, Vegeta, Beerus, and Bulma will be leading the, the charge to invade Fortnite. But yeah. <laughs> there will likely be a number of skins, cosmetic items, typical Fortnite stuff. So that's awesome. And our final news will be Multiverse is having their season one. Also coming out on Tuesday. No, August 23rd. Yep, August 23rd. 
So Warner Brothers appears to be folding in on itself a couple weeks ago, but Multiverse fans have really liked this game. I mean, the game is literally 10 million players strong. Um, But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of fear and controversy because of the whole Warner Brothers Discovery thing. But yeah, the beginning of Season 1 is coming uh, very soon. So it's coming Monday. Yeah. Yep, it's coming Monday. It'll feature a full battle pass with 50 tiers to unlock. And Morty will be added to the roster on August 23rd. Yep. Yeah, the game was featured at EVO for the very first time. And various fighters have continued to be buffed and nerfed as they, you know, modified this free-to-play Super Smash Brothers game. So, yeah. I mean, there's other gaming news. Obviously, Splatoon 3 was on Nintendo Direct. Um, Yeah. So, they basically showcased all the weapons for the first two games will come back. As well as 12 stages at launch. And players will be able to compete in tricolor battles. That is three teams against each other. And... Basically, there will be a free demo on August 27th. <laughs> and that's our Meta Beta Gaming Solo Sunday news. Once again, I'm your host, Matthew Warbe, a.k.a. MWarbe001 for all you Instagram followers. And for all you PC gamers, I'm CoolHardy100 on Steam. And hopefully you'll catch us on the next Meta Beta Gaming episode as it airs. So stay involved in our social media, trying to be more active, and have an awesome day, guys.